We're your hosts, Lizzie Kondravi and Brooke Volkert, and welcome to the All-American Dream Podcast. So on today's podcast, we have the lovely Stephanie Havel here with us today. Um, Stephanie is a branch manager with Wells Fargo, and I've met her a long time ago, and she invited me to this Facebook group um, called Generosity Generation with Michael J. Meyer. Mayor, Mayor, not Meyer. Um, (laughs) And it has a lot to deal with affirmations and we're big in manifesting and those type of things. And when I was meeting with Stephanie and hearing her story, I thought she has to be on our podcast. She is a huge believer in this stuff and it has quite a bit of knowledge. And so I'm just going to kind of let you do your thing. So welcome. Awesome. Well, thanks for having me, Lizzie Brooke. It's great to be here. And uh, yeah, can you know just a little background, like how it all got started is um, with Michael Mayer. He wrote the book, I'll put up here, The Seven Levels of Communication. And it was just so great. I was really intrigued by the book and what he had to say. And then he also has, um, you can be part of his group, you know, the Gen Gen of the Generosity Generation and be a trainer in his organization. So I just, I I just went for it. I'm like, I'm going to go be a trainer in his organization and learn more about it and the whole Gen Gen um, system that he kind of developed in this book. And so when I went there, I went to Atlanta and he had this big event and he said, you know, I'd really like you to um, work on doing public speaking. And I said, well, I love that, but I've never done it. And I don't know what I would even talk about. And so he kind of really encouraged us to, you know, just think about um, certain stories in your life. And we talk like everybody has a story. Mm-hmm. And so anyway, so it kind of went through and I'll share my story here with you in a moment, but that's really just kind of how it started is, you know, he said, kind of pick a concept about what you want to talk about and what your story is and then go with it from there. So when was that, Stephanie? How long ago? Um, probably about four years ago, maybe. Okay. So, and like uh, how awesome he responded. Yeah. Like what author, you know, I oh, feel like, well, I know I'm like, seriously, sometimes I like pinch myself, like Michael Mayer, are you kidding me? This guy's like a bestselling author, New York. <laughs> like, and you want me part of your organization. Right. And he put me on stage. I mean, the very first event I went to, he said, you know what? You're going to talk first. I'm like, I'm going to go before you, you meet. And he said, yeah, your story is that good. And I was like, wow. Okay. <laughs> so no pressure, right? Yeah, There's yeah. like 500 people in the room. And, and I do public speaking already with my water ski team and other things. And I'm pretty extroverted. Most people that know me, <laughs> and, oh, I don't have a problem being on stage and so forth. But um, so anyway, so kind of how it came about was, so that was how it came about was the affirmation. Did someone introduce this to you? Or well, you know, were you just like reading up on like business books and things along those yeah, lines? Yeah, you know, I'm so connected you. on social media, like in the business and real estate community. And I'll tell you, I mean, if you are in mortgage or real estate and you have not read this book, you have to. It is a game changer and it's been around for a long time. Um, and it's just a fun read too. I don't know. It's kind of a, I, I, I forgot to ask, have either of you read it? No, I haven't. The seven oh my goodness. Okay, well good. I brought one. I'll, I'll get another one of you guys can share. Uh, <laughs> But it's just so good. It's a really fun story. I'm not much of a, re- I'm kind of more nonfiction and I just like to, you know, highlight a few things and go on to the next book. But yeah. um, it really has a great storyline and just so many great concepts um, about really bu- building your business by referral. And some people might say, well, you know, how does affirmations play into all of that? Well, he also co-wrote the book um, Miracle Morning for Real Estate Agents, which you know, again, wanted me to connect with you gals because I heard you talking about the manifesting and your morning routines and your rituals. And I'm like, 
oh my gosh, they're like speaking my language and all that kind of stuff. So that's what Brooke, you read this. I've only read the Miracle Morning and I own the Miracle Morning for um, salespeople, but I haven't read the for real estate agents specific one. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. So it just kind of really hones in a little bit more to our industry. I mean, obviously I'm a mortgage, but mortgage real estate, it's very well tied. And that's why I like it, um, Michael, um, combined with Hal or whatever, so that they are um, kind of, you know, collaborated and brought in a little bit of Michael's system yeah. and all that kind of stuff. So, um, yeah, so just, you know, the Miracle Morning and part of it, you know, we talked about too, Brooke, the savers, right? And um, each letter stands for something and the A in savers is affirmation. So basically what savers is, is what you should do every morning. That's how you start your Miracle Morning, right? It's um, silence, affirmations, visualization, I should, I know by heart, but exercise, reading, and scribing, which is writing. So, um, so when Michael and you implement I, this now, you what? do this now. Oh yeah, absolutely. Yep. Absolutely. I mean, it's just kind of like a natural, natural thing. I mean, I, you know, wake up in the morning and it's like, I have my affirmations and I'll kind of teach in my system that makes it a little bit easier to do that. Visualization is huge. You know, if you've done vision boards or even just, I have a really vivid imagination. Um, I have yeah. since I was a child. So, um, <laughs> but yeah, exercise, you know, I work out every morning. I do a seven o'clock class and reading. That's why I like nonfiction because I like to be able to just pick up something and do a quick read and like, okay, I'm good. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, cause I don't have very long attention. Fan. Um, and, then, um, and then just writing, you know, just writing things out. And then that kind of went back to um, my affirmation statement. So, um, so again, yeah, going back to this um, convention that I was with with Michael and learning his systems and talking about miracle mornings and all that kind of stuff. And I just really wasn't sure what I mean, there were so many great concepts in the book and so many things that I wanted to learn and talk about. But the affirmations just really resonated with me. And I think part of it is being a woman. I mean, sometimes we struggle so much. And, you know, I can tell you as aging woman or whatever, you know, sometimes it's like, oh, gosh, you just don't feel good about yourself. Or in the mortgage and real estate industry, we get really, you guys are entitled. You get beat up. It's hard. It's yes. very competitive. And people cannot be um, very nice sometimes, um, just whether, you know, judgmental <laughs> um, about all those kinds of things. And you so get some, told no a lot. Right? It's hard. Yes. Reje- I always say I'm the queen of rejection. It's okay. I'm so used to it now. <laughs> yeah. But it's okay, right? Every no is just leads you to the next yes. And, uh, but anyway, so it's like, how do I, you know, sometimes, so I talk about, you know, if I were to say, you know, Lizzie or Brooke, you know, tell me about yourself. You might be like, well, you know, you know, I work for Wells Fargo. Okay. You know, I guess I like my hair and, you know, and we just kind of struggle to come up with like words or phrases about affirmations about who we are and how we want people to see us or what we want people to know about us and stuff. So, um, so what I did when I worked with Michael and he said, you know, I want you to um, do a presentation and, and I like, um, your story on affirmations, I want you to share about it. And so um, so what I did is same thing. I just started thinking, gosh, you know, why do we struggle so much, you know, to think of positive words and phrases of affirmation about ourselves or how we want people to see us or how we want to talk about ourselves. So it just kind of took me back to a moment, um, you know, as I sat in my hotel room at this convention and I was just thinking, you know, and then it just, it just like my life flashed back to me and the story came back to me. So Um, it's a mindset system that I developed or kind of was developed for me um, to really help you transform your thinking, kind of break through those limiting self-beliefs about yourself and really think about ways about how you can use affirmations um, in a positive light that's unique to you, to every person. 
I have to fix these. Um, so anyway, so it started with, so kind of here's my story that okay. I want to share with you and how it came about, right? So I only got to be on time. You're okay. <laughs> no so, rush. Anyways, yeah, no rush. Um, yeah, so, you know, just thinking back about, you know, my affirmation. So back um, about 30 years ago, um, I was a junior in college at the University of Minnesota Duluth. Bulldogs, right? <laughs> and it was a really great time in my life. For those of you, you know, I went to college and, and just life was great. I was, I came from a really great family, very close-knit family. Um, I was super excited. I was studying public relations and communications in college. I was on the university dance team. My boyfriend was on the university hockey team. And it just, life was really great. I was just in a really good place and happy in my life and everything. And um, so it was in November and I was studying for my finals. It was uh, early November, and I was kind of scurrying around my house. I was going back to the library to um, meet uh, my friends to study and get my finals done. And so anyway, so I'm running around my house, and all of a sudden I'm you know, getting ready to go, and I hear a you know, knock at my door, and I'm like, oh, I get the door, and there's a police officer there. And I'm like, oh, crap. Okay, this is in Duluth. I'm parked on the wrong side of the street. It's no parking, snow tow zone and yeah, everything. And yeah. the officer's like, um, hi, I'm looking for Stephanie Havel. I'm like, ah, I, I know, I know. My car's parked on the wrong side of the road. Please, I'm poor college student. I don't have time for this. You know, um, I'll move my car. I'm, I'm just leaving here in a little bit. And he's like, okay, well, that's not what I'm here for. And I'm like... <laughs> Okay. Now you're like, uh oh, what uh -oh. did I, what did I get in Do trouble? Do I go out with me or something like that? <laughs> I'm you, scared. Have you heard about me? <laughs> no. So, anyways, <laughs> um, no, he hadn't. Um, so, anyway, so uh, he said, well, you know, your dad's been trying to get a hold of you, and your landline has been busy. Okay, remember, 30 years ago, there's no pagers, cell, cell phones, nothing yeah. going on. And I was like, oh, seriously, Dad, this is so my dad. You're sending the cops to check on me. He's yeah. my biggest chance, right? Are you studying for your finals? Are you ready? You know, I'm paying a lot of money for you to go to college here, so you better um, be ready. So um, anyway, so he's like, you know, you need to call your dad. He's been trying to get a hold of you, and you can't get through on the landline. I'm like, okay, fine. Thank you. Thanks for not giving me a ticket. I promise I'm leaving. So, okay. So anyway, so my roommate gets off the phone, and I get on the phone, and um, you know, call my dad and I'm like, hey, pops and stuff. I'm like, don't worry. I'm good. I'm studying. I'm ready for finals. I feel good about this. And then it was really quiet on the other end of the line. I'm like, pops? And he said, Steffi, oh. mama died today. Your mom died today. And my dad's voice, I mean, I was like, seriously, what, what do you mean mom died? Like, seriously, I just talked to her two nights ago. Like, we were on the phone talking, sorry. Um, we were just on the phone talking. I was just home two weekends ago, and I saw her, and everything was fine. I don't understand, you know? And unfortunately, uh, my mom, at 48 years old, had passed away in her sleep. Oh, my God. And uh, sorry, I got um, So anyway, so again, you know, I was like, wait, this stuff doesn't happen. It doesn't happen to me, not to my right. family. I'm like, okay, you know, we're just a happy little family. I'm just happy-go-lucky. You know, this is stuff you hear about on the news or that happens to other people, not me. And so anyway, so, you know, unfortunately, my mom did pass away, and so I drove home to the Twin Cities uh, to be with my family. And, um, you know, like any good Minnesotan, every day there was a hot dish coming to the family, and people yeah. were around and lifting you up and talking and all that kind of good stuff. And, um you know, and I know all of you are thinking, wait a minute, you start out talking about affirmations. How the heck does this deal with affirmations? So, um, so anyway, so I'll get to that in a minute. So, you know, I went home and it was, you know, barrel of my mother and 
uh, very obviously, you know, very grief stricken, difficult time in my life. And, and so young. Yeah. I mean, I was 19 years old. I was like, this is, you know, my mom, you know, if those of you that are close with your parents or your mom, it was like, you know, she was my best friend and my confidant and everything. And if I had to get through something, she was a person I was going to call. So now yeah. who do I call or who do I, you know, who do I go to? And uh, so anyway, so, you know, the, the progressed on, but what really um, was important to me or what um, kind of hit home with me was what happened eight days later. So my mom had passed away on a Sunday, and it was that following Monday morning. And I, you know, went into the, got up early and just sitting at the kitchen table, you know, just same thing, just still kind yeah. of awestruck, right? And there was my dad, you know, packing up his lunch and getting everything ready and like just as he had done for the past, you know, 20-some years. And I was like, um, excuse me, Dad, where are you going? What are you doing? And he said, Paul, I'm going back to work, and I want to know when you're going to go back to school. Like, what do you mean you're going back to work? Go back to school? Are you kidding me? Like, mom just died eight days ago. Right. Okay, I'm not going anywhere. You know, the hot dishes are still coming in, and people are still calling. And like, no, I'm not ready for life to go on. Okay, I just, I don't know what I'm supposed to do here. And so he said, you know, Stephanie, I'm going to tell you something. He said, of course, my heart is broken. I'm overwhelmed with grief. But the sun rises and the sun sets every single day. And every day you have to decide. You have a choice whether you can get up and do something with your day or just go back to bed and pull the covers over your head and do nothing, you know. And I said, but I don't know how. I don't, I don't know how to do that, you know. I don't know, you know, if I had a problem where I was upset or depressed or sad, I'd just call my mom and she, and she would solve the problem. And, and she's not here for that, you know. So I just, I can't. I, I don't want the sunrise, the sunset. And he said, well, you like the roof over your head, don't you? You like the food on your table? Somebody's got to provide for that. And so life is going to go on. And as we know, it did, right? Yeah. And, so, um, and so my dad said, you know, Stephanie, do you know who you are? I said, hey, you know, what, what, Dad? You know, my dad is always great with his analogies and his stories. And, <laughs> you know, he said, no, Stephanie, who is Stephanie? I'm like, well, I'm a 19-year-old college student whose mom died. That's my life. That's my story. That's anything people need to know about me. That's what I want everybody to know is poor me. Feel sorry for me. Keep bringing the hot dish, okay? <laughs> Bring the hot dish, some hot cocoa, whatever. Yeah. I'm just sad. That's all I, you know, that's my story. Mm-hmm. And he said, no. He said, Stephanie, you are a strong, talented, energetic, fierce, amazing, never quits, inspiring young lady. So what he did is he spelt out the letters of my name and he just assigned a word or a phrase to the letters of my name. And I was like, okay. And I can always say it was in just right in that moment that I realized that every day you wake up is the most important day of your life. Mm-hmm. Right? I mean, just like we talk about these morning rituals, like you got affirmations every day. Today, today's it. Today's the most important day in my life. Okay, and then so is tomorrow, every day that we get to wake up, mm-hmm. you know. And so, so I just really thought about this affirmation system, and it's, and it's putting these words and phrases, you know, with your name. And it's, um, you know, what Michael talks about in his miracle, or excuse me, in the Seven Levels book is to fly, which is to first love yourself. And, I, you know, I talk about a step, listening to yourself and start talking to yourself. So I just encourage people, you know, I can get you a copy of this heart or is to, you know, and I think, Lizzie, we kind of even did this a little bit. We were talking, you said you do this with your daughter, right? Yes. Like, you Uh, know, she's, we, every night before bed, we say something like, you are beautiful, you are smart, you are, and now she like, 
says it to us like, oh yeah, you're gorgeous. You're right. funny, you know, cause it made a positive mindset of going to bed and encouraging her and having like making sure she has confidence. Yep. Now Abs- she's two guys. So, <laughs> well, it's, but that's great. You know, and sometimes that's what we said. Sometimes it's hard to come up with these words, right? Cause I don't feel beautiful or, well, I'm not very smart, but when you assign these words and phrases to your name, that's you. These are words and phrases that you chose for you. And it can be a phrase. It can be, um, my friend, her name is uh, Deborah, and she, her AH, like at the end was accountable for my own happiness right? Because she felt like if I do, if I get this job, then I'm going to be happy. And then once I find a boyfriend, I'm going to be happy. And she's, and she started to realize that she has to be accountable for her own happiness. My friend Amanda, her D is I'm a damn good mom, right? But it's words and phrases that you decide. It's what you want for your life. It's what you are going to talk to, to yourself. And, you know, I tell people, put it on your bathroom mirror, make it your screensaver on your phone, talking to yourself. Mm-hmm. And when you talk about savers in the morning, so many people are like, oh, I see that person. You know, I want that level 10 life. I want to be this and that. And if you want a level yeah. 10 life, you have to wait. You have to start talking to yourself and thinking that you are a level 10 person. Mm-hmm. And by writing out these words and phrases, that's what you're telling yourself. I can do this, right? I can get up because I'm strong. I can conquer this because I'm talented. I'm going to have the energy. I'm going to be fierce. I'm going to be amazing. I'm not quitting. I'm going to be inspiring. And you what can a use- beautiful gift. Thank you. Like, what a beautiful gift. Like, And your dad's saying that to you. Right. And it stuck with you the rest of your life. Right. Well, and, you know, people, too, it's like, um, you know, when I talk about, like, listening, right, I said, you know, you listen, <clears throat> excuse me, to complaints and fears and doubts in your head, you know, instead of talking, like, words of truth and encouragement and positivity. Because when you, we can all have it, right? I mean, we go through it all the, the time. The inner mean girl. Right? Yeah. Those words that you look at yourself and say, ugh. Okay. <laughs> or you do something and you beat yourself mm-hmm. up about it. You yeah. compare yourself when you're out or you, social media, right? You start comparing yourself to everybody else or you just, you make a mistake and you think, oh God, that's so stupid. Well, God, why did I do that? And now I feel like it is worse, especially with the social media, because you are looking at yourself of like, oh, that's what I look like. Or this is what that person's, you know, the Instagram versus reality mm-hmm. of like, you know, it's everything looks so pretty, but it's not necessarily. Right. Well, and it's, you know, talking about like building better habits. Um, I just always, I look at my notes or whatever, but building habits um, for every day, you know, for, for a lifetime, right? I mean, and just getting in this habit of saying these affirmations and talking to them and just really believing in it. You know, we want a better life. We got to be better, right? And just choosing those words. And, um, you know, it's funny because people will ask me, you know, so sometimes, you know, I've done these events and people are like, so what happened? I mean, what happened yeah. after that? You know, mm-hmm. I mean, did you go back to school and did your dad go back to work? And, and, and you know, did it change your mindset of like who you are and how you're going to live your life? Yeah. Well, I mean, it was just, it was, like I said, it was in that moment that I just realized that, okay, I can do this. Right. And my dad believes in me and my dad are saying these words to me and, and I've used it, you know, like what I, I say, like when I'm at the gym, mm-hmm. um, you know, sometimes I use it like it might not be these words when I'm at this, you know, the gym, I'm like, I'm strong. I'm tough. I have energy. I'm feeling fit. I'm feeling fabulous. I'm awesome. I'm not quitting. And I got this. Sometimes my mm-hmm. eye is I got this. But when you start, you know, just focusing or visualizing, you know, part of the savers of visualizing, visualizing your name and those letters. And then you just, you know, and it's okay. You can Google words. You know, I can't always come up with something right. But, <laughs> you know, 
take some time and think about it, but really do this exercise. And you can do it with your kids. You can do it with your family. My last name is Havel. You know, we're the Havels. We're hopeful. We're amazing. We're victorious. We're energetic and we're leaders, right? I mean, you as a family unit, you know, the Kondravis, who are they, right? And, Mm -hmm. you know, kind of as a family or with your kids, you think about words that really, you know, we talked about when I was in uh, in grade school, you know, we had to do those coat of arms or whatever, you know, in your family, you know, from your family history and all that kind of stuff. You know, make it, you know, people put stuff on their wall you know that with their last name established at this date or whatever well assign those words and phrases to your family to your last name and to your kids and, and that's who you are and that's what you're about right and so when your family's struggling or we've got issues okay well you know we're the Havels we're victorious and we're emerging leaders and we're, and we're gonna do this and, and get through it so um, yeah and I've used it a lot of times in my life and I I always kind of fast forward in time is um, so you know, I did, I, I went back to school and my dad, you know, went on. Um, my dad did remarry. And so, you know, it was, it was almost ironic, like nine years later. So I was kind of back in another, you know, happy place in my life, right? I um, was engaged to be married. I was going to marry my college sweetheart who was there with me. And my dad was um, getting remarried. He was going to be selling our childhood home. Um, so him and his wife would start their new life. And um, everything was great. Again, in my life, it was super happy. I was going to get married. I was actually going to be moving out to Las Vegas, um, with my fiance and starting uh, your guys' life. Yeah. Yeah. And, um, it was really ironic because it was another Sunday night and another knock at my door came and I was like, okay. (laughs) And I can't take this. (laughs) Oh my goodness. (laughs) It's Okay. It's okay. I've got through it because I'm strong and I'm talented and yes, energetic yes. and fierce, mm-hmm. amazing, never quit, and I'm inspiring. So um, anyway, so actually it was my fiancé who was at the door, and I was super excited. He was living in Europe at the time. He was playing professional hockey, and he wasn't supposed to – our wedding was in June, and he wasn't actually supposed to come home until May, and so this was like mid-April. And again, you know, this was 30-some years ago, right? So it's really – he didn't text me and tell me that he was coming home early. Yeah. yeah. And um, so anyway, so – I was like, of course, over the moon excited. I was like, oh my gosh, you're home early. This is great. We got it. Let's get going. We're going to make all these wedding plans and I'm Mm -hmm. excited to move and I'm going to get on with my life, you know. And he said, "Um, Stephanie, um, I love you, but I'm not ready to get married. The wedding's off. And I'm moving to Las Vegas without you. My plane leaves tomorrow morning at 7 a.m. And I'm just wondering if you could actually just give me a ride to the airport. <laughs> the audacity. Right? And yeah, you know where I was going to give them a ride on. Mm-hmm. And I was like, um, okay. Uh, once again, not what I had planned shell, for my life. Shell shock. Uh, right? The rug ripped out from underneath me. And um, so, yeah, um, he just decided he just wasn't ready to get married after a nine-year relationship and spent a year planning a wedding 45 mm-hmm. days before. He just decided that's not what he wanted for his life. That's not what I decided. It's what he decided for me. And so I went back again, you know, so I was at my child at home. I was still there, but my dad was selling it. And um, so I, again, flashback eight years later, you know, I was sitting at the kitchen table again with my dad. And he said, Stephanie. I'm like, oh, not right now, Dad. Not right now. He said, do you know who you are? Yeah. Okay. I'm 28 years old. I got no place to live because you're selling my house. I quit my job because there's going to be moving to Las Vegas and I have no boyfriend. So great. I have no place to live. I have no job and no boyfriend. Great. 
that's who I am. Again, that's my story. Who are you? Yeah, I'm 28 years old, loserville. I have no job, no family, no no house, no boyfriend. I'm reject. <laughs> that's why I said, quit a rejection. Hello. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and my dad said, Stephanie, this man, this situation, this this does not define you. He does not define who you are. This marriage being called off, losing all this stuff, that doesn't define you. You're a strong woman. You're going to get through this. You're a talented girl. You're going to find another job. You've got energy. You're fierce. Girl, I know you're fierce. He said, I think you're amazing. You've never quit. You're not going to quit now, and you never did. And you're inspiring. You're inspiring to me, and you're inspiring to other people. And that's how you're going to get through it. And so, again, it just when I was you know, going back to them with Michael, and you start thinking about my story, it's like, I've had to use this so many times over, and I just never really realized it. I love um, your dad, by the way. So I know Rudy is great. He's still my biggest champion at 83 years old. I just Aww. love him to death. I mean. um, yeah. So, uh, so anyway, it just it it again. It just kind of made me just realize how important the affirmations were and what you start telling yourself. Like everybody's got a story, right? And I could tell my story to people. You know, say, oh, you know, tell me about yourself. What, you know, what, you know, I could say, well, at 19, my mom died, and then my boyfriend dumped me. Eh, okay. Oh, no, you know, I've had some, you know, we've all had obstacles in my life, but I've gotten through a lot of challenges because I'm strong and I'm talented. I've been energetic. I'm fierce. I'm going to fight. I'm amazing. I'm not quitting. I'm inspiring. That's who I am. That's my story. And that's what I want people to know about me because we've all had those battles. You know, we had to fight the battles and every, you know, you talk to every single person, you know, we learn about people's families and their children and their jobs and their health and all this kind of stuff. And it's like, whoa. You know, and so I'm just passionate about that. Did you do this then throughout your entire like life? And then when this came out and you saw like the Miracle Morning and things like that, or when this came out, were you like, oh, yeah, did it click again? Yeah. Yeah, that's exactly just like, you know, when Michael said, like, you know, everybody's got a story and he kind of talked about what do you want to talk about it? It was it was kind of something that I just kind of had buried in the back of my mind. Like I I had done this for years. I've always said this in my head. But I never really put it out to share with anybody else or because it was just kind of my thing. Right. And I just didn't think that anybody else would buy it. I, I it was just something your dad told you. It was something you learned growing up. Yeah. 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 Right. That's what you, thought. you know, yeah. and so I just kind of always, you know, I, I kind of relate it to if you're a Tony Robbins fan, you know, um, Tony Robbins always talks about before he goes on stage, you know, make your move, make your move, right? When he's backstage and he's preparing to go speak to thousands of people, you know, he like jumps on a trampoline and he's got some moves that he makes and that's what pumps him up, right? I mean, this, that's what I've said for me all the time. Like if I'm, you know, going into a meeting or I got to do a presentation or, or just something I'm upset about or nervous or whatever, it's like, again, I talk to myself. I tell myself, come on, girl, you got this. I can do this. I am strong. I'm going to get this job or I'm going to get this client or whatever because I'm talented and I'm going to have the energy to do it. I'm going to be fierce. I'm going to fight and I'm going to be awesome. I'm going to be amazing. I mean, you can choose the different words, but I just always choose S-T-E-F-A-N-I, right? I mean, any types of words and they just come to me, but because I've been doing it for so long, right? Like I said, sometimes my eye is, I got this. Okay. I got this. I can do it. Mm -hmm. I'm not stopping. Right? Yeah. So, um, yeah. It's so, a beautiful story. Thank you. I can't wait to implement it with, like, our kids. I had told Joe about this, and I was like, we need to do, like, a Kondravi one and then have them mm-hmm. do it because then when they're in school and if they're having trouble, what right. goes through your head? Well, and you can, I think I asked you because your real name is Elizabeth, right? Because yes. sometimes people are like, well, Z, like, how do I, you know, I mean, 
you know, what do I come up with, you know, for Z words, or I think sometimes people say like J words, but I mean, have you had, have you had a chance to think at all? Like your letters or do any words come to mind? Zany. <laughs> I don't know. That's no, a good Z is hard. Mm-hmm. And I, I, I've gone back and forth of going to through Elizabeth or Lizzie, but I am Lizzie. Like that's who I feel like I identify, right. you know, yeah. like even though my name's Elizabeth, like I'm Lizzie. So. Right. Well, and sometimes people say, well, it's not fair. My name is Joe. I want more words. I want, I want to come up with more words. Okay, well, you can use your middle name and your last name too. Like, yeah. You're not limited to just doing words and phrases for your name. But yeah, and again, it can be, you know, like I said, some phrases or, you know, maybe just incorporating the word Z into it, like amazing, right? Mm-hmm. Or mm-hmm. Um, like, you know, anything like that. But Zesty. I mean, mm-hmm. Z's a hard one. Yeah. Yeah, it yeah. is hard. Yeah, you just have to Google or have to go Scrabble. To yeah, yeah, Google or Scrabble uh, things or whatever come up. And there might not even be words that you don't even know. I mean, people have shared words with me. I'm like, oh, okay, I didn't know that was a word, <laughs> you know? And you were telling me this has, like, changed, like, for some people you know, like, you've done it, especially, like, with their kids. Mm-hmm. It's changed how they are. Right. Well, so, yeah, if you have, so I have a I mean, face. it's not changed how they are, right? Because that's who they are. Right. But it's empowered them. Yeah. Like parents, if you go to my Facebook page, so I have a Facebook group page uh, and it's just called what's in a name or the name game. I, I think it's what's in a name. And, um, but anyways, and so, so many people have shared their stories and a lot of it's been parents. So people that were in the generosity generation or Gen Gen and have heard me speak, I've done a couple of podcasts with Michael as well and shared this story and shared this exercise. And, um, there's a gal and she shared, she did it with her son and he has some struggled with some autism and things like that. And she, um, they were in the car and she had kind of done this exercise and, she like said she like literally had to like pull over because she could not believe the words that were coming out of her son's mouth. He was like, and I should know it or whatever, but he was just like, I'm this, I'm this, I'm this. And she was like, this is my kid in the back seat. I mean, and it's so great because if you see the video on my Facebook page and she's just so overwhelmed with joy. And um, there's another lady um, who shared and her son and he goes through his full first, middle and last name. And she said that he uses it every single day. Um, you know, one of his, I think it's William, Liam, or Liam Tate, I forget, Wilson, I should know his name. But like, you know, he has a couple of L's in his name. So he's like lifelong learner, you know. So again, it was a phrase that mm-hmm. he had came up with. And she said every day he gets up and he decides which letter of his name, how he wants to live out his day is, you know, because he's talking to himself and he has it right there. So I just encourage people, you know, you can get the copy of the heart just to do it. I love to hear people's stories. I love to hear of words like, so Brooke, any words that come to mind for you that you would want? Bold. Bold. For B. Yeah. I don't know about the rest. Loving. Or, or, no, I don't have an L in my name. <laughs> <laughs> but if you consider yourself a loving person, that's, you know, R-O-O-K-E, right? Mm-hmm. I mean, so think of, you know, words Empathetic that... for my E or something like that. Yeah. I, I want to give it some more, like, thought. And yeah, really, like... absolutely. And that's what I want you to do. It's, it's mm-hmm. always, you know, definitely. I mean, there's certain words. I mean, my girlfriend, Barb, um, you know, she said that sometimes uh, growing up, she said she didn't ever feel that she was smart. And so she, one of her B's is brilliant. She said, you know, I was put down and I was ever, never told that I was smart enough or I was good enough. You know, kind of like, was that one movie, right? The hell, but yes. he was smart, he was kind, <laughs> he was important. And she said, nobody ever told me I was smart. So I'm going to tell myself I'm brilliant. I'm like, I, that's exactly what this exercise is about, right? It's you get to tell people who you are. You're Barb, you're brilliant. 
And, you know, and, and it does. It's my friend Deborah, like I said, she went for an interview and she's accountable for my own happiness. She chose those words and talked to herself. And again, it just goes back to you want a level 10 life. You have to talk to yourself that you are a level 10 person. Every single day you get up because today's the day. Today's the day. You're going to be a strong, talented, energetic, fierce, amazing, never quit, inspired woman. Today is the day I get up and that's who I'm going to be today. And that's how I face every single day when I do my savers. And you teach people who you are too. Exactly. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And then, but and then this way you, you are really teaching them who you are. Cause you're like, this is who I am. Well, and it's so fun. Like I said, just when I, you know, just in talking with both of you, it's like, you know, you're be, how many words are there for be right? Bold. Okay. Mm-hmm. That right there just tells me a lot about Brooke, you know, mm-hmm. I mean, and how you feel like you, you're right. I'm bold or I'm empathetic. That's amazing. Those are really great qualities. But I can tell you, there's probably a lot of Brooks out there, but they're not all going to be, be bold and empathetic. They might have, they might say they're brash or energetic and beautiful. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, bouncy, bubbly, whatever, you know, I mean, it's your words that you describe for you that you tell yourself and that you want to tell other people. Mm-hmm. So it's, it is a really fun exercise. And that's why I said, once you come up with it, I'd love to have you gals share or anybody yes. else that's listening, share on the Facebook page. And it's fun. It's just really great to see what other uh, words and phrases that people have come up with and listen to their stories. Watch, there's a couple of videos on there and these parents that shared with their kids uh, I mean, that to me just warms my heart to see the kids. Like when you talk yeah. about your daughter, that's so, I saw the little video. I was like, oh my gosh, that is so, yeah. so darn cute. It's just so inspiring. So your yes. eye is exactly yeah, who you thank are. Thank you. And that's, I mean, that's Truly. my hope, you know, because I feel like, you know, and when I've done this, I've had a lot of people come to me and say, you know, you're right. After, you know, my husband passed away, it's, I lost my identity, right? I was always, you know, you know, Bob and Joanne, you know. Or being a mom. Right? Like you lose your identity. For yeah, a little I've had bit. so many of my friends talk to me about that. Right, like that's, well, it's maybe a sidetrack. Remember the time I went on a trip with my girlfriend, and it was the spring break. Like, so I don't have any kids, and so I was with my girlfriend, and it was all the moms, and their um, daughters were on spring break, and the whole time. The first day there, they're like, well, I'm Susie's mom. Well, I'm Mary's mom, and I finally said, seriously, do you have a first name? And they're like. I'm like, I don't know who Mary, because these were not my, you know, my friend, know who Susie my is. friend who yeah. all the kids were, but I didn't, right? And, that, and then they asked me, they're like, well, whose mom are you? I said, uh, nobody. They're like, huh? I'm like, well, I'm with Sandy and her, she's Shelby's mom, you know? <laughs> but, um, but, you know, and it was really funny and they really seriously did not realize it. Like that is how they were, you know, they're like, oh, that's Lizzie's mom. That's Brooke's mom. Oh, so I was talking to Sandy's mom. I'm like, does, I don't know who Sandy is, so I don't know who Sandy's mom is. Does Sandy's mom have a name? And these women were like, oh, uh, yeah. You know, like it just kind of, and so that I kind of even was sharing this with them. And so we were, you know, at the pool in Mexico, um, and they're all just sharing their names and who they were about. And, yeah, it's great that they're somebody's mom, but who were they as an individual? And so that's where sometimes, like, what my dad had said to me when, you know, my wedding broke off, it was like, that situation didn't define me. Like, I didn't need to go around and tell people, like, yeah, I was just dumped at the altar. That's my story. I don't have a job. I don't have a place to live. Like, who wants to hear that? You know, it's mm-hmm. <laughs> not really a lot of fun when you're at parties telling people that's your story. You know, that's who you're about. I have a question because I had heard this story, um, when you know, when we had talked uh-huh. and then today and... It was on my mind. Did you bring him to the airport? Hell no. Okay, good. Okay, <laughs> good. Yeah. No, I did not. I um, And we're still friends to this day. I really don't. Uh, I wished him well. 
Um, but it was a good thing. You know, it was probably that. It was meant to be. Yeah. It yeah. was not a good relationship. And he just really wanted to, um, he just was going down a different path. Um, yeah. But, you know, in life, and like I said, everybody's had their hardships and their heartbreaks. And, and we'll have more. Right? Absolutely. Yeah. This is not the first time that I'm going to have to overcome adversity. But how do you face those challenges? And, you know, again, that's where Michael had talked about why this, you know, came to light so much during COVID. I mean, how are we going to get through this? Right? My business is crashing. My business is failing. I got to homeschool my kids. And, you know, money is tight. And my family's getting sick. And, oh, my gosh, how am I going to get through this? I am going to get through it because I'm strong and I'm going to find ways to work because I'm talented and I'm going to get up and have the energy to do it. And you just got to keep talking to those words because, again, right, you're bold. You're bold, Brooke, right? And you can get through. You have empathy for people and, you know, whatever. You're are, maybe it's, you know, resilient, outstanding, um, optimistic. Kind, optimistic, right? All of those things. Mm-hmm. And I've never done this exercise where somebody came up with a negative word because people, again, might think a negative word. But I've never had anybody actually speak. Put it to pen to, pa- like right. pen to paper. Right, or actually physically say a negative word out loud. They might think in their head, but then they're like, well, I really don't want to tell everybody that. That I don't want to say that, or I don't want people to know that. So that's why I really like about the talking to yourself versus listening to yourself. And when you have this on your mirror, on your nightstand, you know, your savers in the morning, and you have your silence, and then you have to do your affirmations, you know, and then you can visualize, right? You can visualize myself, you know, and sometimes I, you know, I'm strong and I'm talented and fierce. I got this. You know, yeah. you can use those, um, visualize those phrases. You can make it into a vision board, right? I mean, you could do whatever you want with it. So thank you yeah. so much. Thank you this so much. So Stephanie. wonderful. Thanks. It's my pleasure. I appreciate the opportunity to share with you gals. And we're going to link all like the Facebook group in our show notes and the book so people can find it and the rest, anything else you mentioned and how people can find you. Right. So do you want to share like your social media handles? Yeah, well, you can just find me on Facebook. Um, it's easier to follow me than um, be my friend because Max, you can have us 5,000 friends, and I think I'm at 4,999 right now, <laughs> which is a Look good thing. Look at you. But I'm a connector. You know, that's yeah. what I just – You're a networker. I, yeah, I just love it. So um, it's just Stephanie Havel. Um, you can find me on Facebook or Stephanie711, I think, if you're on Twitter or Instagram. If you just Google Stephanie, S-T-E-F-A-N-I, you'll, find, you'll either find me or Gwen Stefani. So I just put it that way. Um, but yeah, you know, and I love to do these presentations. So I've said if you have um, groups, uh, you know, if you're a team, like a team leader, or you have a group or office or anything like that. Um, I've done this a lot at Wells Fargo. I did the presentation. Um, I had the opportunity to speak to over 740 Wells Fargo team members across the country, which was amazing. Mm-hmm. And then I had so many um, leaders who were on the call who said, I think my team needs this. We're going through a lot of organizational changes. Obviously, financial services is a very stressful industry. And so I've had so many managers reach out to me and say, can you join my team call? Because I would love this. And for managers, it's been great, right? For their employees to, you know, come up with them, you know, come up with words. And so they can relate to their employees a little bit and how their employees are seeing themselves. They're like, I never know that Brooke felt she was bold. That's right. Okay, I'm gonna I'm gonna leverage bold Brooke mm-hmm. now. You yeah. Know? Um, so it's been really fun just to be able to share the story and um, yeah. And so on the Facebook group or just Stephanie Havel is fine. Perfect. Thanks, Stephanie. Thank, Thank you, ladies.